It's been a long day. You glance at the clock as the big hand strikes 10.59pm. You stop to pour yourself a drink. No holding back. Only the strong stuff tonight. The crackling fire illuminates the room in a very comfortable looking sofa. You take a closer glance. And... What? What? What's that? You see three men in bathrobes and slippers. What are you doing here? Alright. Just, uh, here for the pod and that? Yeah, you know, the, the one you listen to after, like, that stressful day you've been having. Yeah, the, the one with the, the three idiots talking about, you know, what they've watched, what they're, what they're going to watch, probably some other stuff too. Am I, am I supposed to say something here, am I? Or? Oh, for fucks. You take a seat, put your feet up, and listen to your favourite podcast. Welcome to 60 Minutes to Midnight. Hello, and welcome back to 60 Minutes to Midnight, the podcast where we, the Three Minute Men, gather to drink whiskey, discuss TV and film, and life in general. Hmm. So, if you don't know, the Three Minute Men consist of myself, Len. Uh, I am the host Minute Man. Uh, then there's Gareth, the little Minute Man. Yeah. And this week we also have John, mm. the poorly Minute Man. Mm. John, what's up, mate? Talk to, talk to us. Yeah. Tell us what's wrong. Um, got COVID, in it? Got COVID in that. Oh, so. Jesus Christ. Not in hospital, but... People are going to think that you're joking, but... Yeah. You actually have He's COVID. not joking. So if you listen to our Black Widow podcast, you will know that me and John were very excited at the start of that podcast because England were in the final of the Euros. Now, I did say during that podcast, it's going to go one of two ways. We're going to either be really depressed or we're going to be really happy. Mm. Turns out England lost and we're really depressed. But on top of that, compounding that loss, that heartache, John also contracted COVID-19. Mm making it arguably one of the worst days of his life. Is that correct, John? Yeah, COVID 2019. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Yeah. really annoying, really annoying. Um, I mean, look, a a devastating loss as well. I mean, uh, most of our listeners are, you know, Yanks or Yankee Doodles, as they're referred to somewhere. That's what they call themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere, yeah. uh, Since they beat us in that war. Oh, we're Yankee Doodles now. All right, we'll fill your boots. Um, so they won't <laughs> understand the heartache. But imagine if, like, you had the Super Bowl, and then just you got like two states. Everyone's really excited, and then the Chinese just invaded and stole it. And then you're like, "Oh, what's going on here?" Yeah, you know, that would be what it felt like um, to lose oh, yeah. Euro yeah, 2020. It's, it's like losing a match in the last minute basically it's the ultimate it's heartbreak but then on top than. of that john it's worse it's beyond the last it's worse minute. it is worse than that yeah but we don't want to bore the yanks yeah our beloved american listeners with uh tales of woe and despair i just wanted to let them know that john <laughs> is uh, if he sounds sexier than usual mm. it's covid so maybe there's a benefit to that you know maybe, you know yeah. you do sound quite sexy so john, john I, I must say john does sound mm. good um John is sick, and I am sickened by your use of the English language thus far, Alex. Um, the word myself is pretty good. The word myself is never yeah. a substitute for the word me. 
So today we have me, okay. not myself. All right. Yeah. So we'll get that out of the way. Myself sounds better though. So yes, don't know why incorrect. they did that. I will say, <laughs> I will say that what we usually do is we say what whiskeys uh, we're drinking. Um, but I believe John has been told by his doctor. Yeah, he called her. Yeah. And uh, I said, "What are you up said, to tonight?" She was like, "Look, I'm a doctor for fuck's sake." <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, "Can I have some whiskey on the podcast?" And she said, no, "Definitely not. It's not good for COVID." Mm. So, turns out no he's, for me. he's not drinking. Yeah. She also said, "Don't go, don't do a podcast." And despite medical advice, <laughs> yes. J Mac has stepped up. Despite medical Thanks, advice, mate, we yeah. we appreciate yeah. you. Thanks, mate. Really yeah. appreciate it. 15 minutes in, hamstring goes. Oh, rushed him, rushed him back too quickly. <laughs> um, Gareth, what are you drinking today, mate? Check this what bad whiskey? boy out. I know, Tell me I, all. I know listeners can't see this, Ooh. but how cool Ooh, does that look? Audio medium. Yeah. Um, it does look quite cool. So uh, I'll describe Jack what I'm showing. Daniels. It is. Ooh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, it sounds very exotic. <laughs> exotic. Uh, I believe it's pronounced Jacques Daniel. Uh, so, um, no, this is a. It's it's a it's a red it's a it's a red box, a burgundy box with a a red dragon on it. Um, it is actually, oh yeah, bizarrely, um, Welsh a Welsh whiskey. Now I yeah, am. Told um, you. I'm, I'm proud. Spoiler warning. Proud of my Welsh heritage and saw this and thought you know what i'll give it a crack um and i'll tell you what gareth is so proud of his welsh heritage that he supports wales in nothing that's how proud he is (laughs) yes but if england didn't exist or south africa right then maybe i would would cheer for wales sometimes um but um it's all right. It's 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 really good actually. I um, I, you know you know I'm a peated whiskey fan. This is not a peated whiskey by any stretch of the imagination, but um, it has got some lovely, uh, like vanillary vibes to it. Um, very very smooth. I I normally drink my whiskey neat, but it um it goes so well with a with a little cube of ice, um, just to bring out some of those vanilla tones. So that's what I'm drinking. Some vanilla whiskey. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I've uh, stuck with what I had last time because turns out... What the fuck? Um, I got in trouble. I Boring. got in trouble for spending so much money on a bottle of whiskey when we got a baby on the way. And I was like, you know what? You're kind of right in a way. Um, so I'm going to finish this one off. And I'm on. It's, it's on the last legs. Yeah? It's the Port Charlotte peated whiskey. It's on its last legs. Okay? So next next time there'll be a brand new one. And don't you ever go at me, John. You're on the OJ. All right? If you're so drinking the same fucking whiskey as before, what sort of a... A whiskey tasting is that? Right, so this week we're going to be doing what we did last week. <laughs> it tasted good. Uh... It tasted good, so I'm drinking wow. it again. Okay? Yeah, that is shit, honestly. Six weeks to f- fill the Five. larder, mate. That's Come on, up your game. J-Mac, talk us through your AJ. What's what's happening there? Uh, pulp? No pulp. It is... <laughs> Let me know. Uh, no, there's, there's no pulp. Um, it's a smooth, Ooh, smooth... It's a very smooth, very peaty... Yeah. Uh, orange juice. Stop um, saying smooth. Very smooth yeah. uh, from the valleys of um, uh, of Canary Wharf, Canary Wharf Waitrose. So, oh, lovely. So, oh, lovely. Very tropical. Very nice. Lovely, lovely area. Um, I've had it today in a glass as opposed to out of the bottle or in my hands because um, I think there's probably a classier way of drinking it. Yeah. Um, no ice because I want to get the full. 
uh, orangey flavour. Um, and you know, next episode maybe I'll I'll combine an orange juice and a whiskey um, if I make it to the next episode. Yeah, <laughs> if he makes it, uh, and luck. and obviously. Um, if you would like to support John, go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical. All funds will go towards his. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. No, we don't have to pay for our healthcare here. Your fun, yeah, exactly. Healthcare is free in England, mm. so don't worry about it. Your money definitely doesn't go towards that. <laughs> um, all right, boys. <laughs> all right, boys. Here we go. Right. So if you don't know how this show works, it's simple. We're just going to talk about stuff that we've been watching, stuff that we would like to watch, some interesting things we might have come across, uh, talked about in passing with each other in our WhatsApp chats, all that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> so I'll kick us off. And I want to talk about something that uh, we mentioned in the last episode. And I know this is something that uh, myself and John have finished. Um, me and John. And Gareth wants to watch. John and I, in fact. Uh, yeah, me and John, once again. Yeah, John and I. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Um, and that is Loki and uh, Disney Plus six episodes, which actually surprised me that it was only six episodes. Um, John, I want your overall thoughts on Loki as a standalone series. Yeah, I mean Tom Hiddleston. Well, look, Tom Hiddleston is he's great, isn't he? Like it's. Uh, I think I mentioned this on the Black Widow podcast that we did. That um, of all the TV series, this is, in my opinion, at least the best one. Um, it's the one that, I mean, look, I'm not having a go at old Wanda. Um, I think WandaVision is, I could see how some people would love that. Um, I can't see how some people would love, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That, that to me is a very average series. Middle of the road. I also think every single, uninspiring, I think every single series without you know spoiler warnings i don't think any of them have stuck the landing i think that the last episode is is mm-hmm. one of the worst if not the worst episode in each of those um seasons or series um that's, oh that's very interesting john i'm i'm wow i'm very surprised by that comment <clears throat> i think that yeah one division one million percent i think by the end of WandaVision, and once we said no spoilers, I think it becomes very marvelly and very um, <laughs> over the top with some of the action sequences. And it's very silly. Um, and I'd say that Falcon and Winter Soldier is just underwhelming. Like, it's just such an underwhelming finale where... Just even the beginning. So, oh, he's got the suit now. Why? What sort of a build-up is that? I, f- I felt that Loki... Yeah, Loki was fascinating. Like, um, there's a lot of things about the Loki TV show that are definitely going to affect the whole phase four of the MC uh, of the MCU. Um, and, you know, it makes things like the infinity war seem trivial to the point where it feels insignificant. And at the time, I'll just be careful here as a, as a representative, as a representative of the masses who may not have seen this yet. Just be wary. You're just just drifting. It's safe to say that there is a shift in the MCU that is definitely happening with these shows. But to me, when you watch um, Loki in isolation, everything else seems like just nowhere near as big in scope in terms of the effect that it's going to have on the MCU. Um, Tom Hiddleston's fantastic. There are certain characters that get introduced through Loki, the show, uh, which who, who I think will be mainstays for a long time. Um, 
one especially. Uh, we know another one who is in the finale, no spoilers, is definitely <laughs> around for at least two cinematic movies. Um, and I did not expect to see them in this show. Uh, I would say that Loki feels to me, and John, you can try and see if I'm right here. When I watched it, it feels like HBO's version of Doctor Who. That is 100% how it feels to me. Um, It feels like Doctor Who on such an elevated plane. Uh, And I love Doctor Who. Like, don't get me wrong. Kitsch, BBC science fiction is great. But this is kitsch. HBO science fiction and it's got the uh, it, like in terms of scale like with the level that like Disney is like essentially HBO to me in terms of the budget and it feels like they've just elevated this kitsch science fiction into something that is fun but at the same time has a bit of weight to it and the effects are great the sort of storytelling I thought is very uh, is very hard to get your head around but once you get your head around it it's very interesting mm. yeah so, I mean, ju- just to just for context here, I I would give Loki the series a four bloob probably. Um, yeah, I think that's a good score. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I as I say, like I, I think the the concept of what's happening in the last episode is maybe more interesting to me than what actually played out. Um, okay, and I'm not necessarily going to dig out a certain actor. Um, but I didn't like him in another TV series. So to see him again, I was like, oh, I know go away, didn't. please. Because mm-hmm. oh, I was I... very, and, and we can't talk about this because of Gareth no, and, and all I've this seen, stuff. I've seen him in a trailer. Literally, John, we'll take. I was like, no. Well, I don't know if you have seen him. I think I have. I, I don't think you have, Gareth. I think, I don't know if you're talking about the same Somebody guy. from Westworld? No, nope, incorrect. Oh, okay. So that's how I know that you haven't seen this guy. <laughs> right. um, so this is the thing. I really want to talk to you about that because... Uh, I'm it's chomping at the bit as we say to do that but mm. I, we can't hear so we're gonna that's off but that's definitely out of bounds okay um, but in terms of Loki the actual character himself like what I would say is we, we, we have Loki a Loki that is a lot younger sort of inexperienced than the one that we see and this is a spoiler warning for Marvel's you know you know the, the one we see towards the end of the Marvel timeline with Infinity War right this is one from just after the Battle of New York. So he hasn't had all of that sort of journey with Thor and, you know, actually turning into a, a good character, maybe a good character. OK, mm. so this show has a lot to do to turn that Loki into a Loki that is, you know, sort of the one that we know and the what the one that we know he can be. And I think his journey during the show, I thought, oh, this is going to be boring because we're going to see the same sort of journey. But I think it's fascinating, especially the way they handle some of the situations and the idea that, you know, we get all these crazy scenarios that happen in these six episodes. Uh, I think it's a triumphant show. I I actually was (laughs) thrilled when they announced the season two. And as I said, I won't spoil anything, but the the finale is crazy. I I watched the finale and I'm just like, how can anything that I watch after this mean anything? That's how big it is to me. Um, That's dangerous. I'm like, how are you going to. It is is dangerous. It is dangerous. Mean anything to me. Yeah. Um. (laughs) No, but I mean, in the Marvel world, and John knows what I mean by that because it it does something where you're just like, what the fuck are they going to do next? And I'm thinking about the things they've got coming out. I'm thinking about like 
Spider-Man No Way Home. And I'm thinking about maybe Doctor Strange plays into this very well. Does it well. make it all redundant? It, well, I tell you what, some of the stuff you see in Loki does make some of the stuff you've seen in the, per- in the previous 23 movies mm. feel very redundant. But it's that idea of what is reality to you? And yeah. I think that is what they're going to try and hammer home in the end. But as I said, no spoilers. General score for me is also a four. Um, mm. Loved it. Um, and I binged it all in like two days. Mm. Uh, I, I waited for all the episodes to come out and then I was like, <laughs> right, I'm just going to binge this. Well, yeah. I'll, um, I'll update you. I'll update you with my score on the next, the next episode of 60 Minutes. Um, just um, mm. on that topic, actually, Len, this is yeah. this is more for you here. But when you're talking about that, yeah. when 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 shows make a decision that kind of it's too it's too big or it it's too significant yeah. and it makes it really difficult to follow on from that. Are you getting that feeling a little bit with Rick and Morty? Ah, oh, I mean, ooh, uh, yeah. I mean, but here's the thing about Rick and Morty, right? I think the show is scope and scale is obviously crazy because it's multiverse again this is the same situation as loki it's multiverse it's all of time it's time travel it's Mm. it's everything and and kind of with rick and morty you kind of put all of the bells and whistles that go on around it at just just get rid of that out your head and just think about the characters because there's a lot of great character moments in there and i think that's what they do really well because there's all this crazy crazy conceptual uh, narrative storylines going on around you that mimic some of your favourite science fiction of all time uh, and then take it in their own interesting way but you can just literally discard that and it boils down to like Rick it boils down to Morty Summer totally. Beth Jerry uh, <laughs> Mr. Poopy Butthole etc so you know yeah. you. I, I think Rick and Morty I, I will say the start of season th- uh, five? five is it season five, five yeah yeah, yeah. The start of season five, the first two episodes are five five bloob episodes. I think they're genius. Um, episodes three and four, I'm worried. I'm a little bit worried because they sag bad. Well, they sag so badly. I um, I wonder, and like, look, this is this is something for you to go away and think about because maybe this isn't the case. <laughs> is um, this me or the audience? This is You're telling me or the you, audience you, to go away and think about you, this. You go away and think about this. I wonder, because I, I think that maybe episodes three and four are slightly more kind of down the line episodes in a way. Now, without wanting to say anything, because again, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but there are some... I don't think it matters if you spoil Rick and Morty. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. But, but but one of the major things I've loved over, over the first three and three four seasons is the growth of morty as a character like he is he's he's turned into a brilliant character and there are things that happen in rick and morty that sort of at this point i'm like is this even the character that has had that growth you know what i mean i feel like he's grown to the point where he's so assertive now yeah um from this weak pathetic kid that he was and he was pathetic like (laughs) Uh, you watch season one, episode one, and he's grown into this character who now is the dominating character in that relationship but, with Rick. But not to say that's a spoiler. He's died about a hundred times. Is it he? our? Go on. Is it our Morty? Is it our Morty? That's that's my point. Like, <laughs> is it our Morty? Exactly, exactly right. I mean, and this is the thing. Um, you know, there is an evil Morty out there. We know about evil Morty. Anyone listen to this who watches Rick and Morty, you know evil Morty's out there. Mm. When is that storyline coming back? It's coming back at some point. Um, I am, I love that 
whole thing. And I love I love the idea, and they nailed it in season one, where they had the episode, which is the Cronenberg episode, where <laughs> Rick and Morty yeah. accidentally turned the whole planet into Cronenberg monsters, um, grasshopper Cronenberg monsters, or whatever, um, because they're all obsessed with uh, Morty's love potion, which goes horribly wrong, and then their solution is to completely move and go to another identical Earth in a different parallel universe where they could just slip in, where the Rick and Morty literally just die as they get there. And Morty's burying himself in the back garden. And you've got this surreal, surrealist music going on. And he's just questioning the nature of reality. And it goes, but this is like Loki again. This is the whole thing. And it's that moment that made me love the show. Because it's just like, what is real to them? Like, and and it's deep. Like Rick and Morty, as much as you say anything about, you know, it's stupid. And it is, at times, the most stupid show ever. You know, Mr. Nimbus in season five, episode one, is honestly... Is, <laughs> He's amazing. It's absolutely he amazing. insane. I'm Mr. Nimbus. Yeah. It's ridiculous, yeah. right? But the whole thing is just layered with so much emotion and thought that I, yeah, I love it. I'm a bit worried about the rest of the season. But look, they nail... They nail it's not a show where you go at it and go, oh, was this a great season? You look at Rick and Morty and go, they're great episodes. Wow. They're, they're so, such self-contained stories at times. But yeah, man, if, if anyone hasn't watched Rick and Morty, go and do that right now. It's the best <laughs> animation you'll ever see. <laughs> Definitely yeah. do. All right, well, you heard it here first. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, last word on. on Loki without spoilers. Bloody lovely to have Tony yeah. Stark back because obviously you think he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go what are you doing yeah, here that's the end of mad. the that's the end of loki I believe it i was like oh, that's brilliant that yeah, yeah. and then superman's <laughs> in it as well i'm like fucking hell it's not even a part of this universe so good yeah and it was yeah brilliant. yeah so good um very good all right thanos is sitting there he's clapping away really. <laughs> why is he clapping yeah i don't understand i will say this i you know i did think would we see thanos Maybe you do. That's. A, I'm just keeping. Oh it my open god! Right, stop talking about it now. <laughs> Ruin that. Let's <laughs> move on, shall we? So, um, actually, actually, the... before we do move on, I won't oh, mention. Lo- I won't mention. No, yeah, sorry, on. sorry. I won't mention Loki sorry. again. But I'm keen to because I think yeah. I know Len's opinion. I just want to get yours, Gaz. So, obviously, there's mm. this big thing in Britain where, you know, you get hounded. You have to hide in the sewers if you're a British person that doesn't like Harry Potter and I'm obviously one of those. Yeah. I say I've got COVID knocking. I'm also one of those. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like Harry Potter that much, John. I think it's average at best. Correct. So there's also a subset um, of people that have to hide even lower in the depths of those sewers. Um, British people that don't like Doctor Who. I think it is the shittest program. Like, ever conceived <laughs> i genuinely think it's terrible mad. It's not i think like... it's terrible i think this fuss about oh we've got this new doctor and this honestly i think it's Exterminate. so so shit like uh, like i think yeah. it's a farce that it's as big so, as it is uh, can i tell you though being mm. being an englishman that lives in another country it's bizarre. Like it is just presumed that you know everything about Doctor Who. I, 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 yeah, I probably, love it I probably don't share your hatred of it, John. But I know nothing about it. Like I, I, I used to watch. Oh, wow. I watched a few episodes of like the David Tennant one. 
and I and I liked him. And great, the great time. Chris Eccleston maybe before that I watched a few. That was okay. That's it. <laughs> I, Doctor Who does not push my buttons. Uh, Harry Matt Harry Smith, Potter. He was a great Harry Doctor. Harry Potter does push my buttons. So I'm a big big part big Potter fan. Okay. Uh, I just want to say I had this vision now of like a really funny sketch where John is actually the Doctor's assistant because there's always this big thing about. Uh, who is the next Doctor Who? There's always this big reveal. And then, like John said, he never cares. That's why they call it that. Uh, Yeah, man, Doctor Who. They always have an assistant. And and a lot of the time, the main storyline actually revolves around the assistant. Billy Piper. Because, like, you know, Doctor Who is kind (laughs) of this eternal character. But the assistant is always like a mortal human character who has different relationships and connections and has a tough time dealing with the concepts that are going on around them. So... The idea of John just being this reluctant assistant. Oh, for f- do we have to? Like, just fucking going off to different planets. Yeah. We know it's bigger inside. Fuck it, shut up. Like, just stuff like that. I'm just like, I can't yeah, that, get out of my head. That works. So That's good. That would be the best show just ever. Bur- yeah, just burying my dead self. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, exactly. Burying your dead self. Imagine him going to Hogwarts. How did he die? COVID. On- what? <laughs> Imagine putting on the sorting hat. And the sorting hat, sorting hat's like, yeah. and what house shall you be? And John's like, just fucking get on with it. Fuck me. Get on with it. Slytherin. Fucking Slytherin. It's weird though, yeah. isn't it? Why would you put yeah. it on your head as well? They actually have to wear a thing that talks. That's how, <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Surely just like start chewing your hair or something. Be weird. Speaking of things that you wear that talk, um... Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring something slightly unusual to the table this time. <laughs> yeah, um, right, yeah. yeah. Talking dildo. No, oh, rather, than, rather than a... <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Insert me. Insert me. Look, it's purple. <laughs> um, Why has he got that voice? Sorry. Surely it would be like a... Hey. What do you mean? Sexy. Yeah. It'd be John. John, it could be your voice with COVID. You could, we could record you. A COVID dildo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's no... They haven't, they haven't proven that COVID doesn't travel... Like via dildos, haven't seen that dildo. It wouldn't be COVID dildo. It'd be it'd be COVID dildo. That would be COVID dildo. COVID dildo. (laughs) Wouldn't it be a dil? Wouldn't be dil dil COVID? Fucking hell! Cut in there, surely. Dil COVID. (laughs) Jesus Christ! This stays. This stays. This stays. You have to listen to this. Punishment. Yeah. Uh, Covid dildo sounds like he could be assigning this summer in the transfer window. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal signed Covid dildo from Athletic sixty-five yeah. million. He's seventeen. <laughs> How have we paid that for him? <laughs> yeah, and he's a goalkeeper. This is nuts. Um, <sighs> I've been uh, I've been watching a particular YouTuber that. I think some of our listeners would be interested in. So I thought I'd, um, I'd share <laughs> share my my thoughts. <laughs> um, PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of him? Yeah, just have you heard of him? Him? the uh, the breakout <laughs> stars. Now, I mean, look, this guy's got quite quite the following already. But um, how many? How many? Seven. Tell us some facts. Between seven and nine, I'm sure of it. He's a he's a lovely sounding <laughs> Irish fella. He's got he's got dulcet dulcet tones. His name uh, or his YouTube name, presumably not his birth name, is 
Eye Patch Wolf. Eye Patch okay. Wolf. That's pretty cool. It's quite good. Uh, he's got a, yeah. he's got a good little logo. That's it's like good, a that. wolf with an eye patch. Um, and yeah, yeah. Anyway, is he thirteen or <laughs> once? Yeah. He, once Sounds terrible. This he was. but no, he's he's very good. He um he talks. Uh, one of the things that I've been watching is this stuff about horror. Like he, I think predominantly he's um he's into his like anime and manga and stuff, and he talks a lot about that. So. Uh, yeah. If if any of our listeners, I know some of them are are into anime, definitely check him out. He's like an expert on that. But he also delves into a few other bits. <laughs> like Len, you'd love it. You'd love it. He talks about um, he talks about he video games a, quite a lot. Um, <laughs> I know, he really is. He's not happy about this yeah. guy. Um, but Rubbish. he uh, <laughs> talks about video games a lot. He talks a lot about um, about horror and like what makes actual horror actually scary you know rather than mm. rather than jump scares he talks about um yeah he, he breaks down like amazing horror movies and incredible horror scenes like think think like um like the shining um the yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the twins like he breaks down what exactly makes that such a disturbing scene and i, I love it mm. because he he gets twins in general Oh yeah, twins are terrifying. Um, but he he just he gets it like he totally expresses exactly what it is that that horror should be, and it so often isn't, and it's such a letdown. The horror genre is such a letdown because I can't stand I can't stand I can't stand jump scares. I can't stand them. And well, they have a place. They do have a place. I, I do think that that there are they're overused in a lot of what I call uh this is what you got annoyed at me for the other day uh like main <laughs> mainstream horror or whatever I called it yeah. and you were like John cracked himself up like what did I call no, it we like, both cracked up you know my main yeah basically those sorts of films do thrive off jump scares oh a mass yeah it's a like mass a mainline person. horror mass public horror <laughs> mass public horror yeah yeah it was like okay yeah, name more than two horror. Yeah. So those sorts of films, you're thinking like, I'm, here's an example, The Conjuring. Yeah. Perfect example of a mass public horror where <laughs> people who think, oh, I like horror films, go along and watch a horror film. And it's like a 12A and there's like occasionally a scare and maybe one person might die in the film. Yeah. That's a mass public horror that thrives off of these terrible jump Lazy scares. Lazy jump scares. The sort of horror that, yeah, the sort of horror that's Smelly. more conceptual and yeah. Yeah, that's 4D. That's crazy <laughs> stuff. You should go check it out. Um, but the kind of horror that's, uh, you know, really horror psycho. Thing. Yeah. What, you know, what's that word where it fucks your psyche up? Psychological. Whatever that word is. Psychological. Psychological. Thank you. Psycho. Um, is, you know, is when it does the psycho, does the yeah, psycho yeah, in your, yeah. in the thing on top of your head. <laughs> Yeah. On the head, when again in the head. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, but no, like, <clears throat> no, I, I agree. Like, stuff that's quite Lovecraftian or, like, makes me question reality. Going back to Loki again, Gaz, mm. the reason I think you'd enjoy that show is because it actually leans into some very Lovecraftian themes, um, especially towards the end of the season. Uh, in more ways than one, as John will, you know, uh, 
it it definitely leans into Lovecraft. There are things where very cosmic yeah. and very bizarre, uh, and you sit there and just go, "This is amazing imagery that my brain can't really <laughs> comprehend." Mm. Um, so yeah, that sort of horror definitely but like you know you know you know stuff that's just that uh. is unsettling, and it's hard to explain why it's unsettling. And you know, like the the young yeah. the uncanny valley, like that line between. Is it is it reality? Is it yeah. is it fake? Like you, if I was looking at an image of you, but you had instead of eyes, they were just papered over. Correct. You just had your your face yeah. with papered over eyes mm. and a mouth. Yeah, it'd be really weird. Correct. That'd be uncanny valley. That would exa- spot on. That's a great example. Actually, that would be terrifying. Can I, can I, that would can, genuinely be can terrifying. Can I tell you? Can I tell you one that I experienced in real life yesterday? This was fucking bizarre. <laughs> Honestly, it just, it made my heart like, like, <laughs> right. I'd, um, I, we're I'm, in lockdown, so I don't know what the fuck's <coughs> Megan's doing in your house because mm. we're in lockdown at the moment. We can't leave the home. Well, I went, went for a run and unbelievable. At the, at the very, at the very rules. end of the run, there's this like little path and it ends at a cafe. I was going to go get coffee, um, after my run. Anyway, I'm on this little path and I got stuck behind family so i had to sort of end the run there and so oh my god they had no eyes well hold on (laughs) it's almost as almost as weird (laughs) so i'd I'd just been running like i've gone up a massive hill i was exhausted right and you know you're you're in a little bit of a weird space as you're coming coming down from the run anyway this kid like obviously heard me behind him turned around and like smiled at me i was like (laughs) And then waved. He waved. He waved. <laughs> Soon to be father, terrified by children. Next. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. his hand was like a little doll's hand. Like, honestly, like a little doll's hand. And then I looked. His, his what other, are you talking about? Like, I, I don't know. He had, he had like a jumper on. He waved at me with a little doll's hand. And then I looked and his other hand, his other hand was exactly the same. And I'm guessing like, yeah. I'm guessing he had just grabbed some little, I mean, this, this is a bizarre <laughs> sentence anyway, but like at least, at least there's sort of some rationality to it. He had grabbed like some doll's hands <laughs> and had them up his sleeve and was pretending that they were his, his arms. But in that like two seconds, immediately after he waved at me, I was like, what the fuck is happening? It was fucking bizarre. <laughs> that, that is uncanny valley. And that is what Eyepatch Wolf yeah. gets. He understands that that's horror. Um, the other thing I was going to say that he does, that um, he's a massive Simpsons fan, but like OG oh, Simpsons. Oh, that's good. First, first Halloween specials. He loves those. Well, yeah, I'm sure he does. But he does. He's got a brilliant video on the downfall of the Simpsons and why exactly it went, how it went wrong. Oh yeah, wrong. you did say this. Yeah, I yeah. spoke to you about that the other day. Yeah, um, he, I might have he, seen that. Actually, he puts it. He puts it at at, at season eight, which I'm surprised at. Um, which is the best season? It's got some great episodes, but um, he definitely he says from season thirteen we get to zombified Simpsons. Anyway. I Patch Wolf, check yeah. him out if you are interested in horror or anime or video games or The Simpsons. Um, he just does some great videos and he's got a lovely voice, not as nice as ours, but um, lovely. Especially John's at the moment. Mm. Yeah, very good, yep. very good. John, what you been? What you been watching, son? Talk to me. Other than Loki, um, you you've been bedridden. 
No, I haven't actually. You know, I've had at least one vaccination. So, yeah, I'm not. Get yeah, vaccinated. Had one dose. Get had one vaccinated. one day off work. I only had one day off work. So, well done, son. Yeah. But you're, you you're taking I tomorrow. I work as, well. as a, I work as a doctor. So irresponsible. What are you doing, man? <laughs> um, Imagine that. He's not. He's definitely not a doctor. So anyone who thinks that John is a doctor, I'm stop not, thinking I'm that le- right now. I'm not legally registered as oh, a doctor. Not anymore. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. McCann. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's nice that you struggle to remember my surname. Cheers. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say Doctor John, and then I was gonna say that's not as doesn't help to John. Right. Anyway, um, okay, that tracks better because it's Doctor Nick. Yeah, correct. Oh, for... That's what you should have gone with. Hi, everybody. Uh, now I just open up Netflix to have a look to see what I've been watching. Um, I mean, oh god, right. So there was one thing I watched the other day, or at least it's obviously memorable. <laughs> yeah. No, because I've been watching loads of stuff because I'm sick, aren't I? So I'm just sitting there feeling sorry for myself going, right, let me watch a gruesome mm. murder of someone to make myself feel a little bit better. Um, and on that subject, um, no, I, I actually, a while ago, I started watching that um, uh, Challenger documentary on Netflix about the Challenger mm. um, shuttle disaster. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I realised I'd never watched the last episode, so I watched that the other day. Like fucking hell! What like what? What a great documentary that is! And actually, it made me so fucking cynical about the world at the moment. There are people pissing and moaning. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call them out on here. Um, but you know, Go if on. you know what's, who I am, you know me. <laughs> There's certain things that like <laughs> people make a big fucking deal out of, where I'm like. Does that matter, really? Come on. Um, but I'm not going to call it out on here because I don't want to offend anyone. But you know. Anyway, <laughs> so... Um, you, you'd offend a lot of a people way. if you yeah. did say probably, the words. Uh, probably everyone. Um, but but the point I'm making is it's like the world should be live and let live. Like, yeah, you go back to this shuttle disaster and like how even like Apollo 13 and all that, like how aspirational and motivational and amazing we can be as human mm-hmm. beings. And and that shuttle disaster, that documentary is fucking heartbreaking. It's like so heartbreaking. You know, you've got um, the fact that it was like so avoidable as well. Um, I mean, it's fascinating mm-hmm. to, a lot of the time with these Netflix documentaries, you'll get a very one-sided view. Um, I mean, they even had the guy that pretty much was the one that made the call to um, to launch the shuttle, even though he'd been told that <laughs> there was a likelihood that the shuttle was going to explode. Oh, fuck. And he's on it. He's on the documentary and he owns it. <laughs> yeah, he owns it. He's like, with all oh the information God. I had at the time, I'd still make the same decision. And he's like, he's like he looks fairly cold mm. and he's very old as well. I think the older you get, I think the more you're just like, oh, who cares? I'm 85 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but wasn't, oh, like, wasn't one of them, one of the passengers, like a teacher? Teacher. She was just mm. sort of regular, yeah. regular mm. teacher who got yeah, well, that, shortlisted. I need to watch it. I need, I, I love this sort of stuff because I love it's a, it's um, another do- space exploration, <clears throat> yeah. um, aspirational, um, 
aspirational sort of stuff about like going out into the stars is something that I read about actively. I should watch this documentary. It's, it's another space love, travel. This sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's another documentary that's like captured in time, like what the world yeah. was like back then. Um, mm. Dave Chappelle, of all people, yeah. talks about a world prior to the internet and all that where there are certain things that happen in your lifetime, in your generation, that go from, like, you're a kid to now this is the real world. And he talks about being one of those kids in class, sitting there, watching, because they, they screened it for all the kids in the US, because obviously there was a teacher on the flight. Yeah. It was, like, a big thing. Yeah. Um, And obviously, yeah. live on TV, everyone's just watched this spaceship just explode. Fuck. Me. And he and yeah, he talks fact. about that being like the kind of September 11th sort of thing. Like I I remember being kind of at the end of uh, of secondary school, um, or the start of college, should mm. I say, and that happening, and like my, my history teacher like looking for me, going, "Have you seen? Have you seen like what's going on in the US?" And I remember that night, and I remember kind of looking back and thinking, "Fucking hell! Like this is like this will stick with you forever." Um, yeah. And that's what the Challenger thing mm-hmm. is like. I, I would highly recommend it. It does end on a high. Like, it does talk about, and then there's another disaster, and it's like, right, okay, we have to nip this in the bud. Spoiler warning. <laughs> um, but I would absolutely recommend watching it. It's amazing. And I know every time we do these, Hundreds. I'm constantly yeah. banging on about the pressing documentaries on Netflix. Um, but it was either me talking about that or the Epstein documentary, which I also watched, which is oh, like... Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it's okay. Beating I mean, it's, it's an okay documentary, but yeah, obviously he's a terrible person. But like, I, I actually think the documentary itself is quite deriv- derivative. Derivative. I think it, it, it essentially just repeats some of the same stuff over and over and over again yeah. to the point, and there's no. I think that's the point, though, isn't it? No, it is, but there's nothing. It's not done in a creative way either. I think it's done in a very hey, this is your staple high level documentary you know why, by numbers, but the space one. I want to check it out. You, you know why though? There's like so much that is yet to come out. Like this is just the Epstein is just like oh, the I tip know. of the iceberg. You've obviously got. Oh, uh, I agree. Fucking Maxwell, Gislaine. You know she, she's yep. still. Yep. St- yeah. Gislaine still sitting there waiting yep. for something to happen. Um, that'll be season two. I watched another documentary actually, and this one was a little bit better. It was called Dream Killer. Have you seen that? No. This sounds interesting. So this was uh, so it's basically the story of a a father um, that spends like uh, something like ten years or something trying to exonerate uh, his son who's gone to prison uh, for murder, even though there's no DNA evidence and there's one eyewitness that's that that names him as one of yeah. the people that's there, and the eyewitness is a paedophile. So it's like, how is this guy going to prison? Oh, God. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But that says more about the judicial system, though. But, yeah. you know, it's a different but, but the, podcast the, entirely. The, the, the highlight of this documentary, and again, this isn't a spoiler warning, um, halfway through, you're kind of feeling a bit depressed at where this is going. You've got this dad whose life is ruined. Um, he split up with his, his wife because of the turmoil of, of their son going to prison for 40 years. Um, the dad 
gets to do a speech in court on the day that his son's about to get his sentence. And you could see him like welling up and he's um, the lawyer that basically he hired has a stinker, a fucking stinker. Like if you if you saw it in a film, <laughs> you'd be like, this is bullshit. So the the lawyer, um, he brings in like this massive like poster that details the area where the, the, the scene of the crime, blah, blah, blah. And it's basically out of date and he's labeled all the things wrong. So halfway through the trial... Oh, the uh, no. yeah, the prosecutor's like, yeah, he's like, well, that's wrong. That's an old like the the restaurant should be there. It's not. It doesn't even exist on this map. And the defense guy's just standing there going, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And then he stands up and he's got no he's got no trousers on. Yeah, he's got no trousers he's, on. He's like, oh, what? honestly, <laughs> he's like he's like the fucking chicken out of Futurama, like just shocking, shocking behavior. Yeah, but anyway, halfway through the documentary uh a, a familiar face pops up old zelna superwoman lawyer from uh of making a murderer season two yeah, I'm like, she's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's in this yeah so it's uh, uh look uh, given that you guys are about to become fathers um you know th- this this will uh this will stick stick with you believe me because it's just like yeah it's so good i i Massively recommend it. That and Challenger. Lovely stuff, John. Lovely stuff. Um, I've just got a couple of recommendations before we move on (laughs) to what we're looking forward to watching. And just to say, if you are in need of some Marvel content to watch, uh, Marvel's MODOK on Hulu for you Americans. It's on Disney Plus for everyone else, I think. At least it is here in... Uh, Australia, not sure about the UK. Hilarious, brilliant, what a show! Uh, honestly, I'd give it, I'd almost give it five blueberries. It's so close; it's going to get a four, <laughs> but it is brilliant. Um, that it's is so close to five. Yeah. Gaz watched the first One episode off. with me, um, and you enjoyed it. Um, I think, I think the first episode is the weakest episode of the season, and it's still very funny. So, I've watched a couple since then. You'll be, you'll be proud oh? to know. Did you enjoying it? Yeah, it's very good. Very good. It's funny, isn't it? And the animation yep. style, I think, is excellent. Like, it's sort of um, stop animation meets uh, modeling, model animation and stuff like that. It's very interesting. Um, and then another show, which I just wanted to say, I, I finished actually ages ago, and I can't believe we haven't talked about it, is a show on Amazon Prime called Invincible, which is based on the Robert Kirkman comic, um, Robert Kirkman of Walking Dead fame. It's an animation, uh, and it's about superheroes. Mm. Oh my god, it is amazing! It is incredible. It honestly, it's just the season finale of that show. Wow, I can't even. I, I just wanted. To, I can't believe I didn't talk to anyone about the show. But Invincible, it's basically <laughs> a kid gets powers. A kid gets powers. In a world where superheroes are, there's loads of them. They they have different leagues. Like you've got essentially a, a fake Justice League. You've got like a, a, you know, you've got all these different tiers of, mm. of superheroes. Premiership. Yep. Premiership, essentially, yeah, championship. League um, one. And his dad is like <laughs> the best superhero called Omni-Man. And he's like Superman. He's indestructible. And that means that this kid is going to be indestructible. And he's got to grow up learning how to be a superhero. At the same time, 
There's massive twists that happen during this show and it's just great. I mean, the animation's fantastic. The writing's fantastic. The sort of balance between him being a normal kid and being a superhero and having to hide his identity is amazing. And like I said, if you want something to really sink your teeth into, definitely check out Invincible. John, have you seen that at all? No, not not even heard of it. Uh, check it out, Amazon Prime. Um, it's it's great. It's honestly, oh, it's so hard to, to sort of talk five about bloops? it. Five That's a five bloop show. That's a five bloop show. Um, because it, it really suck its tentacles into me. Yes, go on. Before we move <laughs> on to what we're looking forward to, I, I just remembered something. You said... And I, yeah. I probably agree with this, but you said Rick and Morty, best animation ever. Yeah, and Castlevania. You also said on the last episode of this show, Castlevania, the best animation ever. Um, yeah. Just, just quickly, just wanted to update, update. where yeah. I'm up to. I, I'm halfway through season three, and Ooh, it's shit. fucking good. It is fucking good. Uh, 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 yeah, I love it. I love it. I think wait till you get to the fourth season and the final season. It just is it's all oh, Jesus, man. Jesus. It's a lot it's a lot funnier than um than you realise initially. Uh Dark Trevor Tre- and, and his name and his name is just Trevor again in the in, in the last episode <laughs> you started going on about Trevor. <clears throat> Trevor. I was like Trevor. why have and I I thought I've only seen an episode of this, so I can't say anything. Tref 4 is no, like, what, where yeah, have you yeah, got yeah. that from, mate? I don't know. But I'm right, so that's all that matters. <laughs> his, name's Tre- his name's Trevor Belmont, um, and he's such a good character, such a great, like, anti-hero. Um, love him. Uh, very good. Very good show. Very good recommendation. Glad you enjoyed it. Bloody finish it so we can talk about the ending, because, man, I love it. Um, right, when we come back, we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to. All right, boys, we have a, a review podcast coming out in the next few weeks. Um, and today we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to watching, which is James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Now, a bit of context, James Gunn, you might be saying, who's that? <laughs> Did you like Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah? Yes. He's the guy behind Who? that. Yeah? Who? <laughs> Chris Pratt? No, James Gunn. Anyway... <laughs> Um, Mm. what happened was he, and this is happening to a lot of people these days. And obviously in some cases it's completely justified and you have to, you know, go back and look at some of the stuff they've said. And if they said anything controversial, you know, let's just say if, if John ever became a politician, if John became a politician, he's fucked. He's fucked. That is fair. But like James Gunn said some things like a decade ago that that, that people were, unhappy with um he's obviously weird. changed as a person since then it was then. a bit weird wasn't it uh it, it was and marvel fired just, him like, just persistent um, like child like noncy gags it's like <laughs> it was a bit weird but fine yeah but it's like why it was a bit yeah. all the time like they're not even funny it's like if someone gets offended by a gag that's you know about a I don't know, a traumatic event or, you know, mm. something like that. As long Give as us an it's example, funny, John. it's kind of, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> Give I'm us an example. involved in that. But no, because there are, there are lazy gags. 
very lazy gags about war and stuff like that or murder. And then there are some that's like, you know yeah. what, that's I'm cracking up, but I know that is so unacceptable. That's fine. Mm. Whereas if it's just mm. weird, like the stuff he was typing was weird, but so what? Like it, sh- it shouldn't have got him cancelled, obviously. Um, but that's the world we live in. No, no. And DC saw the opportunity. That is, and DC saw the opportunity uh, and snapped him up because they realised that uh, their cinematic universe was struggling greatly. Um, mm. Suicide Squad, <laughs> which had so much promise, uh, great cast, um, ended up falling very flat because it just fell into this terrible superhero tropey storyline with terrible CGI and one-liners and it just didn't work it just didn't, didn't work story even line. though didn't have a story yeah it was terrible um so james gunn has been brought in to um make suicide squad he actually said that being hired on this film saved his life because he was extremely depressed after getting fired from marvel and guardians 3 he literally said that it, this this film essentially saved his life that's what he said in a recent interview um which is fascinating to me. Uh, wait till the reviews. Wait till yeah. the reviews. Uh, I <laughs> I think this is a safe bet to be a good film. I think the <laughs> what we've seen what we've seen of the trailers. Stick that on a poster. Oh, I buy all the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> have you heard what that critic said? Safe bet to be Alex a good Leonard. film. Fan Three bloobs yeah. <laughs> himself. Yeah. Um, no, I, are you guys hyped for this? This this has to be, I think, the superhero film of the year that I'm excited to see, like that I'm actually excited to see. That's a weird one because I couldn't give a fuck that it's coming out, to be honest. That's so interesting. That is interesting. Like, I, think this will fall, I think you'll love this. I think you will love this film. Like, yeah, because it's a little shark fight. Um, yeah, you love the yeah, shark. No, and like, it's voiced by fucking Rocky. Sylvester Stallone is voicing the shark. Mm. Is it? Yeah. What can go wrong? It's just I, I think I'm a bit <laughs> over superhero movies at the moment. Right, but this honest. is yeah. so. This is the thing. This, this is, is different. Thing. I I would say I am definitely. I think I said this in the, in our last episode. I'm totally superheroed out. I'm marvelled out for sure. But I think I think this is this is coming at it from a different angle. Um, this is a <laughs> this is a different different type of movie. And it's a Guardians esque movie, yeah. It's a Guardians esque movie. It's not. That's it's not. The problem is not it? a. But Guardians, Guardians is only. I mean, where else have we seen the Guardians? I think the Guardians is is a thing of its own. Avengers like mm-hmm. touched upon that sort of spirit occasionally, um, but it's, but it's definitely. I I'm not guardianed out. So I'm up for some more James James Gunn esque movies, and I am looking forward to this. Um, but I'm not looking forward to it because it's a superhero film. Um, it's yeah. the opposite. You're looking forward to it because it's James Gunn, and you know that he's going to handle it in a very funny sort of way, like a different way. <laughs> his take, his take on the Suicide Squad. If you look at it from just the images, the characters that he's brought into it, compared to the one that was released three or four years, three years ago, or whatever. It looks like he's drawing upon how silly it is. Like he's looking at it like, look, the yeah. Suicide Squad is meant to be silly. Like it, it's got some crazy, ridiculous, stupid C D list movie villains in it. Like a hundred percent, it's crazy. 
Um, however, you've still got the hard, you know, you've still got Harley Quinn played by Margot Robbie. And I still think she is probably the best cast D- current DC character because um, mm. she is great. Even in the Harley Quinn standalone film, she's amazing. I, I, I really rate her and I rate that um, interpretation of the character highly, um, which is why she got another you, why she got a standalone that's movie like that's what you rate is it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely that so yeah we're going to uh, be reviewing suicide squad it's coming out i think august 6th uh and we will have our review out very shortly after that before we leave this podcast i would like to insert the segment that we always have every time we do this show which um second is time. called underrated second time it's called <laughs> underrated overrated hey have you seen Ghostbusters 2, do you think it's underrated? Hey, have you seen uh, Ghostbusters 2? Do you think it's overrated? That's the segment here for you now. It's underrated, overrated, yeah. Hello, yes, welcome to Underrated, Overrated. This week, I've I've come in with some things that have been really grinding my gears over the years. That rhymes, that's quite good. Mm. Um, and... I have to say that Gareth, what did you talk about last time? Underrated, no, overrated was The Hangover, and underrated yeah, was Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. And I, mm, it, Tom they're, they're kind of right. They're kind of right. Like, although I do think Tom Cruise is a mega A list, but yeah, maybe yeah, he's acting. Of course chops. he is. But you, you know what I mean. Um, you know what I, I know mean. what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start with overrated, and this is gonna that this is going to annoy people because. I get it. People love this film for some reason, right? <laughs> they love it. No, I think we're all going to be in agreement here. Um, but oh. the amount of Before love, you name it, go on. what score on, yeah. would you give this film? Oh, mate, like, hmm. Oh, it's a difficult one. What score would I give it? Okay, I'm going to say it like this. People people think that this is a revolutionary film in the superhero genre and they think that it's like the best thing ever because of a certain reason. Um, I wouldn't say I Ghostbusters ex- are superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> I would say oh, it's extremely good. average. I'd say it's extremely average. It's a three, but it, you know, there's elements in there where some of the CG is terrible. Some of the storyline is terrible. Um, it's Wonder Woman. It's terrible. It's not a good film. Mm. It is not a good film. I And everyone talks about this film like it's great. Like it's one of the <clears> best <throat> DC films ever. And have you seen Wonder Woman bloody 1984? It's also not very good. No. It's not good. I seen it. Mm. But Wonder Woman, can we all agree it's overrated? And I know well, people are saying, yeah, but Diana's such a great character. And she is. Gal Gadot, love her as, as Diana. I, I, That's fine. Doesn't stop the film being terrible or not very good or just meh, which it is. It's it, meh. It is meh. Yeah. Meh. It's meh. <laughs> yeah. And all the critics are like, this is a great leap forward in cinema. In Why? Well, Why is it okay, a great uh, leap but, forward? Uh, hold on. Yeah. Le- le- level of yeah. understanding here, right? One, yeah. look at some of the films it was following. <laughs> Fucking hell. Like they just wanted, they just wanted DC to put out something that was like, right, this is a beginning, middle, and end. Um, yeah. Two, it was like the first like female lead, and she is a convincing female lead. She is like, convincing. I, 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 she I genuinely, is. I look at her and I'm like, 
like what a specimen of a woman. Like, no, and I I mean that in like the non, <laughs> the most non, the like, most respectable way possible. No, I honestly, know, like you'd one. look at her and just think she she <laughs> literally she's like an Amazonian. Her her character, her performance is much bigger and better than the films that she's agreed. Been in. And that's what I said. I, I think the film is meh, but as I said, I think her, she's a Gal Gadot as Diana, I love. And actually, I think she's one of the strongest narrative through lines and characters throughout the DC universe. I'd say her, her Harley Quinn, um, there's no correlation between why I think these two characters. Are the best. <laughs> uh, I even oh, like yeah, Ben Affleck's Batman well. to an extent. Like, <laughs> But I just mean, I think they're two of the stronger characters. Um but the yeah. film itself I, just falls flat for me, and everyone the, the seemed to film, love it. And the film is the film is so it's just it's one of those films that has contributed to being something. No, to to being superheroed out. You know what I mean? Like mm. the, the just the same film over and over again, just with different names. That's 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 the problem with that movie. Um, absolutely nothing wrong with with the character and the actor no but no it's um i think yeah you you don't people don't need to hold that film up in in a special light because of the character and the actor i think it it needs yeah it's not because it's a dc film either like i look at captain marvel and me and john reviewed captain marvel and we weren't thrilled by that film either and i would actually go as far to say that diana (laughs) is a far is a far stronger character than Carol Danvers. It's not even a contest. Um, it's not like, even a the, contest. The, the the problem with Captain Marvel is she's a poor lead as well. And I, I know some people, oh, you can't say that about her. I can and I have. And I don't think it's the actress's fault in that film. We've <laughs> talked about this. We said it was the dialogue. We said it was the way it was written. We said that her character wasn't had didn't have enough levity or personality. And at times, she seems quite vacant. And you definitely get that in <laughs> Infinity. Uh, it, it, <laughs> you definitely get that in um, uh, Endgame as well, when her, her character just turns up. It's like, right, I'll save the world. It's like, well, what's this? Um, but yeah, that's my overrated. I think Wonder Woman... Uh, fantastic lead, fantastic character, one of the strongest parts of Justice League, for sure, and the Justice League. But mm. overall, the film, meh. And I think we've settled it here on this podcast. It's meh. Uh, underrated, I want to talk about one of my favourite science fiction films of all time and a recommendation to anyone who hasn't seen this film. It is Danny Boyle's Sunshine. Danny Boyle's Sunshine. It is his yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, second oh, film. Mate. Um, after 28 Days Later. And basically, uh, the thing about this film, or third film, third film, third film, and the thing about this film is it's essentially... You sure about that? The, the, I'll get... Fourth. Maybe it's fourth. Fourth Or film. fifth. Maybe fifth. Who knows? But basically, the storyline is <laughs> thus. 17th feature film. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the storyline is this. Uh, basically, help. the son is dying. Um, and in a bid to save the sun the earth has gathered its greatest scientists resources to create something uh, like a bomb that has to be transported to the sun to reignite it uh, and restore life to earth you've very um, much the, the sto- made it seem like the sun and the earth are actual characters in this film like the earth's called up yeah, hello please, yeah, sun, please stop <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no this yeah. is this is the um, earth the earth yep and <laughs> 
the thing that happens with this film is it's obviously a huge journey um, that takes place um, and it's a very <laughs> confined space. It's a very confined space with, with you know, a few characters. You find out like along the way that the, the, this is the second mission. The first mission failed. That's not a spoiler. You, you find that out pretty early on. Uh, and what happens with this film is not only do you get some amazing visuals, like in terms of science fiction, just the the idea of light and how it's perceived uh, in in the the scenes and the sun uh, is just stunning. Killian Murphy is fantastic. It turns into like a descent into madness. Um, and basically, it's just one of the greatest science fiction films that I've seen. I, I watch it regularly. I think it's stunning. Um, John, I, I can't believe you haven't seen it, to be honest with you. I know I showed um, it to Gaz. I know, yeah, I know Gaz I mean, definitely seen it. <clears throat> uh i forget the reason why i haven't i think two, 2007 was a bit of a weird year for me like there's loads of films i've not seen from <laughs> yeah. that era just finishing yeah. university trying to get a place to live and a job and stuff um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fair. it was actually his seventh feature film <laughs> four fifth six seventh who cares I think you, start, I mean, you said third <laughs> yeah was it his third or his second was it his first or his only film it was danny Boyle's only film <laughs> <laughs> it's only one. It's only one. Do you want yeah, on. to try and do you want to try and guess the films before Sunshine? Train spotting. Train spotting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Twenty eight days Same later. Twenty eight day. Yep. Twenty eight days later. Yeah. Um. Slumdog was afterwards. Slumdog was afterwards. Believe you're not, was, he's, that was his very film. first film has been mentioned on here before, actually. In this episode, uh, or no? Just fan <laughs> no, critical. Can hell that be? Yeah. <laughs> no, so Shallow Grave. Shadow Grave is his debut ah, film, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you, you take yeah, ages otherwise. Uh, a yeah, Life yeah. Less yeah, Ordinary, The Beach, uh, and Millions. Oh, The Beach, of oh. course. Were all before yeah. Sunshine. But anyway, Danny, Danny, Danny Boyle, fantastic filmmaker, because the range of films that that guy has made, like, it's just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, just there's some of them. Yeah, mm. if you go from the beach to sunshine, you'll be like, what's going on? Then 28 days later, then Slumdog Millionaire? Well, you think this guy's insane. <clears throat> so, well, I would say, I would say that uh, Sunshine is an excellent movie, and you're right, it's it's underappreciated, isn't it? Um, underappreciated, but, yeah. But uh, I can see there are definitely through lines <laughs> at, at points between sun, Sunshine and 28 days later um if you know what i mean oh there's moments it's, there's uh, moments it's it's yeah. a little bit of a genre spanning movie which is maybe maybe one of the reasons why it hasn't quite found it's it's kind of yeah a wider audience very true because it sort of sits in between um it gets a yeah but it is a, it is a very good film it's a it's a beautiful film and it's a bit of a haunting movie as well i'd say it's like um uh do you know? Do you know? I I bet though that he took some inspiration from a film that we've mentioned on this podcast before as well, but um, very much a, a, a less polished, less artistic movie. But it's got sort of Event Horizon vibes as well. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely along that vein. If you're thinking, what is this film like? They're talking about. It's along the, the the lines of Event Horizon, but a much more polished, much more articulated, much more. Um, streamlined version of that crazy film like a hundred um but yeah that's that's my underrated overrated guys so i'm glad mm. we all agree and john mm. when you watch sunshine and you text me and go that's the best film i've ever seen then you'll say yeah definitely 
Okay, this is um, definitely the best animated video game thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Apart from Castlevania. Uh, and that's it for today, guys. That was 60 minutes to midnight. It is now 10 minutes past midnight because we've run long again. We always do. Mm. Um, but yeah. that's okay. Sometimes, you know, when you're up this late, you may as well stay up an extra 10 minutes. That's fine. 10 minutes, um, 10, 10 extra minutes for free. And we gave you the first 60 minutes for free. So We gave it all for free, really. Well, we've, been, we've, we've charged you for the last 10 minutes. £100. Yeah, so... If you do feel guilty that we've given you 10 extra minutes, then please do go to www.patreon.com forward slash fancritical and donate to the monthly cause that is fancritical because then you'll get more lovely shows like this where you can cure John's COVID if he goes into the ICU. Um, And there's other things that we can do with that money. So please do go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. We appreciate all of our Patreons greatly. You guys enable us to make the content that we want to make, review the films that we want to review and review the shows that we want to review. So thank you. Thank you to our listeners uh, for listening. The whiskey is taking hold of me now, so I must go to bed. <laughs> before you do, before you do, can I, could, could we also ask, if you haven't, can you leave us a review? We'd, we'd love oh, reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, One of those. That's uh, a bit of admin, but yeah, go on. Four stars, Easy teacher. five stars. <laughs> work. I'll tell you what, we'll even take some three stars. And uh, we'll be honest, but just leave us a leave us a review. Unfortunately, iTunes doesn't allow for a blueberry system, but no, we have converted pathetic. it and translated it. It's very similar. I think five stars works out at five blueberries, so you should be fine. But thank you in advance. Thanks, guys. Yes, please do leave us a review. Patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Interact with us on social. You know what to do. Thank you to Gareth. Go get some sleep. John, go get some rest, mate. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have to be on this podcast in a week's time saying we lost him. Uh, if you could see, <laughs> if listeners could see what we were looking at as well, you, you, it would, it would encourage everybody to get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, so get your jabs. Like John. Mm. Don't be like John. Um, no, yes. I've got Thank one you, vaccination. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's you say that doing now. It, whatever, mate. Yeah. But look, if you don't want to get vaxxed, it's entirely up to you. But I would encourage you it to get your vaccination. Choice, of course. And John it is, is your saying choice. it. In, yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks, mate. Thanks, thanks for, yep. thanks for Cheers, doing mate. this. Um, and thanks, listeners. We'll play you out with some smooth jazz, baby. Good night. Smooth jazz, baby. That'd be mad, wouldn't it? Just that on repeat. I'm not paying for this. <laughs>